Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1471. Every time that you do any kind of work with someone, make sure that everyone's a winner and then you'll always be surrounded by winners. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I am revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest, Sean Gross, who'll be calling in from Brooklyn, New York. Sean Gross is the founder of WESA, a company that develops products that gives drivers, people, and organizations peace of mind while driving in limited visibility and poor driving conditions. They facilitate life safety operations while safeguarding those that protect and serve us. Their latest product is called a Night Ride, and it makes safety available to virtually everyone. Sean is an engineer and an entrepreneur. He enjoys spirited drives on windy roads, sounds like my kind of guy, photography, and tinkering with anything that's analog, from designing lighting and audio systems to rebuilding the engine of his 77 Honda CB400F. He was bitten by the car bug at the young age of 15, and Sean's first car was actually a boat, a 1977 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. We'll hear all about this in just a minute. But first, let's say thank you to our value sponsors that make Cars yeah possible. We'll be right back. Winter's here and things can get a little messy. Rain, snow, salt, mud, dirt, and everything Mother Nature comes up with can hurt the finishes of your vehicles, both inside and out. I'm not worried, though, because I've used Covercraft car covers on my rides since 1975. Today, Covercraft offers you a total solution to vehicle protection. They make the best-fitting, finest-made car covers in the world and offer a wide variety of materials, colors, and options that protect your paint and the interior, too. Live where it's sunny all the time? Lucky. Covercraft dash covers and sunscreens are the best. Got pets? Messy kids? Messy in-laws? Or just messy friends? Covercraft seat covers are the perfect fit and the perfect solution for keeping your seats looking new and don't forget their custom fit floor mats and trunk liners they are a must-have for all your vehicles your cars truck van or whatever you drive will say thank you and i've got a deal for you during january 2020 you can get 10 percent off plus free shipping on all covercraft products that's right go to covercraft.com and use the code yeah 120 that's y-e-a-h 120 at checkout that's covercraft.com and use the code yeah 120 at checkout Hey, Cars Yeah! Race fans. Andy Collins, owner of Armadillo Racing, is a past guest here on Cars Yeah! Last year, I was honored to be a speaker at his high-performance racing seminar. And having attended, I can tell you it's an invaluable learning experience if you love to race. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Armadillo's high-performance racing seminars, and it takes place Saturday, February 8th, in Tacoma, Washington. For your seminar fee, you'll spend a day with four of racing's premier professionals on how to improve your driving and much, much more. This year's outstanding speaker lineup include Jacques Delari, Ph.D., world-renowned high-performance driving and life coach, Jeff Braun, a race engineer with a history at Core Racing and IMSA, Ross Bentley, top driving coach, author of world-renowned Speed Secrets and a fellow podcaster, and Dan Davis, retired director of motorsports, 
for Ford Motor Company. All of these incredible racing experts are past guests here on Cars Yeah. As an added bonus for Cars Yeah listeners, you'll get to join these speakers at the Friday night reception at the incredible LeMay Car Museum for free. That's right. It's a $50 value if you sign up by January 15th. What a deal. Go to Armadillo Racing's website and register. That's armadilloracing.com. Hey, Sean, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I like that. Heck yeah. Nice one. Sean, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about you and about WESA before we get started with my questions. I've been a car guy since I was a kid. Um, I've well, The first thing that I ever wanted as a child was a car. My dad was always working on them. Muscle cars were a big part of my growing up. And I always wanted to make something that I could bolt to a car somehow. Then went out to become an engineer, did a whole bunch of different things, made lighting systems, did stuff for, for satellite communications and stuff like that. And then kind of came back um, to the States. And a couple of years ago, there was a, a solar eclipse, like there was like a total solar eclipse. So we went down to, uh, to South Carolina with me and a couple of friends. It took a little road trip out there with like three cars and camped out in the in the woods. And if you haven't seen a solar eclipse, I highly recommend, if you can at all, see them. They are wonderful. Yeah, and yeah, pretty spectacular. After this, we were we saw the whole thing. It was a magical experience. And then we went out to a lake, and it was a whole bunch of friends of mine and my girlfriend. And what a whole bunch of guys do after being in the middle of the woods is drink a lot, which meant that the only designated driver was. My girlfriend, who has only ever driven in, in the city of New York, where there's a whole bunch of lights everywhere. I personally grew up dry, learning to drive in, in Arizona, where there's you can actually drive by the stars at night in order to be able to get around. So to me, I didn't think it was any issue. So we all dro- got piled into the car. She's all getting ready to, to drive us all back from the lake, back to our campsite. And that's when the anxiety hit, like, hit. And if you can imagine six drunk guys trying to explain to this girl how to drive home, oh, you're going too fast, you're going too slow, you're too far to the right, you're too far to the left, pretty soon, the only (laughs) thing you could hear was the chattering of her teeth. There's nothing quite as terrifying as, like, like, teeth chattering from a driver. (laughs) Especially your girlfriend, who's being obstructed by a bunch of drunks. (laughs) Seriously. So we're going down this country road terrified in South Carolina. Now everyone's shut up because everyone just wants her to pay total attention. And that's when she misses the exit. And when someone points it out that she makes the exit, she pulls right into someone's front yard. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) She said, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. And I jumped out of the car and I did the one thing that you should never do and is try to play crowd control, pretend everything's all right. Tell these people that are sitting in the front porch of their South Carolina home. I apologize. <laughs> My girlfriend is just trying to learn how to drive. I hope we haven't done too much like damage to your lawn. I will take it from here. And my drunk self drove us the rest of the way to the campsite. Oh, yeah. Not what you want to do on many fronts, right? Yeah, on a whole bunch of fronts. Yeah. And that whole time back, I was just saying, to, thinking to myself, like how scary it is really actually to drive in complete darkness. And I've, I'm kind of a little bit of a lead foot, um, as my grandfather likes to call me. And I've never really considered like how dangerous it is to drive very fast, especially at night. And 
I've worked in, with uh, with infrared sensors and cameras before in the past, and it made me realize that although there does exist the the far wave infrared technology, it's never really been made in a way that people can attach it to their regular cars. Um, you can get them in like hundred thousand dollar plus BMWs and some other like expensive Audis and as an extra option for another ten thousand dollars, but I've never spent more than ten thousand dollars for a car, so for me, this is not <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> not, not a happen. thing. Yeah. This is not going <laughs> to yeah. happen. So uh, we came back to to New York and tried to make it work. So what Wesa is to answer your previous question um, is a group of a couple engineers that we've been working together for about twelve years. Before we used to work in satellite communications, giving internet to uh, to container ships and to other styles of like large, like like the really, really big tr- ships that you see out in the ocean to give them internet so they can Skype with their families, have radio talk shows and all the other stuff when before they were just isolated from humanity for nine months at a time. And now we decided to get, because of me effectively, to get into the, the, the car aftermarket business because I can't not make something for cars. This is a cool story. You started with a great story. Uh, maybe a little misled, but uh, look where it ended up. So I think that's kind of cool. I got to ask you, that girlfriend still hanging around? Oh, absolutely. She's doing great. There you go. Well, what a gal. <laughs> that's pretty nice that she put up with all that and she's still there. You know, my next question here is to ask you to share something about yourself that most people don't know. That might have been the story. I don't know. But what is something about yourself, Sean, that most people don't know about you? Um, I think something that most people don't know about me is that I'm an avid sailor. Um, in New York City, it's not so popular. Um, but in the West Coast, as I'm sure you're familiar, used to sit as a kid, used to sail in San Diego and down in Baja, California. And, and I used to be like a U.S. sailing instructor. And I just absolutely love being out on the water. But I don't think really many, many people know that about me. But did something about like, like engines are great in cars. I absolutely love engines, but something about just being pushed by nothing but the wind and being like kind of like in a way like you really feel Poseidon when you're like only being pushed by like nature itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. I grew up in San Diego and it's a wonderful place to sail. I had friends who had uh, Hobie's um, catamarans. And we go out off the, the beach there in La Jolla at the beach and tennis club and sail up and down. And of course, sailing down in Baja and the San Diego Harbor, just a beautiful place to go sailing. And up here where I live now in the Pacific Northwest, I have a good friend, Doug, who, uh, has a Douglas who has a boat and a sailboat and he'll take me sailing. And it's beautiful up here in the Puget Sound as well to go sailing, just spectacular. So there you go. Something that we all have learned about Sean today. As we get into this journey of your life, I would love for you to share a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has great meaning for you. So take the wheel. So my grandfather used to say that he used, my grandfather used to say two things. He used to say, always follow your passions and you'll find your own freedom. And that every time that you do any kind of work with someone, make sure that everyone's a winner and then you'll always be surrounded by winners. Uh, you had a smart grandfather. That's a really good aspect. And of course, with any business and any adventure in life, teamwork is so important. And, you know, I, I like to watch the TV show once in a while, The Profit, where this gentleman goes into businesses and helps them when they have 
challenges. And I watched the show last night with my wife, and he was trying to help these two young people who were very successful, but they did not know how to work as team players. And that was tripping them up. And at the end of the show, it was one of the shows that he wasn't able to get them to conform. Maybe that's the wrong word. And he had to say goodbye. This isn't going to work. You guys don't know how to work with other people. And I guess that's why in, in grade school and junior high and high school, they always put you into a group and force you to work with other people. And you start to learn pretty quickly how to be successful. And we all know those folks that can work with others and those folks that can't work well with others. Uh, and <laughs> definitely in the, the business these days, you have to be a good team player. So nice quote from your grandfather. I like to know what has you excited about your business today, Wesa. This night ride technology, I'd love for you to go into a little bit more detail for our listeners. You touched on it earlier about the, the story with the great story with your your uh, girlfriend uh, having difficulty driving at night, uh, overrunning your headlights is a super dangerous thing. Tell us about this new technology and how you're making it available for the average driver. Yeah, so far wave infrared is a technology that's existed for a while, especially in the mil- in the military. Um, basically, it instead of like a regular CCD for like a digital camera, it looks at the uh, at the vis- the spectrum outside of visible light. And specifically, what we're picking up on is uh, thermal emissions. So anytime that something has any kind of heat, um, as Feynman used to say, all of the, the atoms are, are jiggling. And that jiggling offputs a particular type of radiation. And when you look at that, that radiation, you can see like a thermal outline of stuff. What we're doing is we're taking that and adding that to cars. That's already been done in a way like you can have that with like a lot of like a high end manufacturers. But what we're doing is having it so it's something like like Apple. I absolutely love Apple. I'm I love Apple as a context. I think Steve Jobs is like a very inspiring figure for me in the sense that technology can exist. But unless if it's available for humans, then it's not technology, in my opinion. So we are making an easily installable app controlled thermal infrared camera for cars that anyone can install in five minutes or less. So basically, the the genesis of we, what we were saying was something for my girlfriend. And my girlfriend's an Apple user, and she knows her way around a, a internet browser and can figure out some stuff, but she's not necessarily computer savvy. She doesn't know how to code. And I wanted it to work for her and anyone else that doesn't, that might have an interest in technology, but not necessarily like know how to get behind and like change command line interface things. The intention that we're trying to forward at Waysta is having a box that you can open up, have installed in your car in five minutes and know how it works without having to look at the instructions once. Um, <laughs> Apple, yeah, Apple all the way. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. Is the the night ride technology is it available today? Yeah, you can we're buying we're selling them right now. Um we've been uh we just started selling them a couple months ago. If you buy one in the next two months, you should still be part of like the first 100. So we've got like a deal going on for that. And then we've got some pretty exciting stuff coming up in the future where we've got some like really high resolution stuff coming out that um, that blows any camera out, like any regular visible light camera out of the water as far as what you can see. This is very cool. You know, that's why I wanted to have you on the show, because I think this is so neat. And I love your approach. Uh, Sean and I had a little talk before we started recording the show because my new Apple computer actually arrived and I had to run to the door to sign for it or they wouldn't leave it. And we were talking about Apple and, and the simplicity of that product line, that manufacturer and how they make things so intuitive and simple. And many of us, you know, you think back in time, I bought things. I remember the old Garmin's buying them to put in my, uh, my, uh, 
car or radar detectors or whatever that might be. And sometimes they were easy and sometimes you sat there and fiddled with them for hours. Like, why is this so hard? So I love this. And that's why I wanted to bring this new technology to the Cars Yeah audience. Let me ask you, Sean, when you started your career, your life, uh, when did you realize that doing what you're doing now is really what you wanted to do? Was there a kind of a pivotal moment in your life when you went, that's what I'm going to do for my livelihood? Yeah, actually. So I got really lucky, actually. That happened to me rather young. I First, it started with me, with me um, helping my dad work on his cars. He always had these cars that never seemed to run right. He had like this, uh, this I think, a 90, an, an 85 Jeep Grand Wagoneer, like the one with the wood panels and stuff. It was a beautiful car, and it was absolutely wonderful, and everything broke on it every three months. We replaced every single one of the window regulators. I think we replaced the engine on it twice. Anything that could go wrong went wrong with that car. And it started with me like holding the flashlight and then asking my dad, how does this work? How does this work? And then I ended up kind of like helping him along with that. And then I just wanted to know how everything worked. So after school, I used to like help my physics teacher fix all of like her little like physics experiments that they had in high school. And she said, hey... I have a neighbor and that neighbor is an electrical engineer and he would love to have someone like you work for him. And I basically in a weir- weird roundabout way landed in an apprenticeship with an on- with, a, with an electrical engineer that was making phone systems um, kind of at the beginning of the whole voice over internet phone boom. So we made uh, what were called channel banks where you could have like a phone line coming in or an internet line coming in. You can have like a whole phone system for an office. And I just was fascinated with it. I wanted to find out how everything worked. I wanted to just know how more of it happened from like the first day. Like how do we build something new? How do you make something from nothing? And that whole idea, it kind of felt I I also had like this whole thing as a child where I loved like wizards and magic and stuff like that. And something about creating something from nothing seemed to me like wizardry. And I, I it. I fell in love with it, and I decided at 15 that I wanted to be an engineer for the rest of my life. This is pretty cool. And obviously, the technology you developed with WESA is wizardry, really, for most of us. The idea of seeing in the dark, seeing things that your eyes can't see that can be seen that you might run into, but thanks to your device, you're not going to hit it. So uh, unless it's somebody's yard in the South. You still oh, might drive no. into that. So <laughs> sorry to bring that up. What's the favorite thing about your business and what you do today? What it gets you the most excited? That's actually kind of surprising because I, I coming from that 15 year old, what I always thought would be my, the most exciting thing is the, the, like the product design part. But more and more, especially doing like, like kind of coming, going from engineer to entrepreneur and I'm doing, I'm wearing both hats is really just getting to work with people and getting to meet new people. So similar to yourself, um, just there's a lot of really great people in the world. And anytime that you're ever kind of feeling like you're reading the news or whatever, or watching the news, however you choose to have your news, you might have like some particular ideas and how human beings are. And then you talk to them and you just, I don't know, it lights me up every day. Yeah, don't watch the news. That's what I do. I just don't watch it. <laughs> It's just, you know, it's nothing but negative, negative, negative. And in my experience after 1,471 people over the last five years is people are incredible. People are amazing. The stories, the lives, the things they've gone through are absolutely spectacular. So, uh, yeah, turn off the news and just talk to people. Put your phones down, have a coffee or a meal with somebody and just really listen 
ask really great questions. It's absolutely fantastic what you can learn. Let's take a short break, thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Edelbrock has been the name in automotive performance since 1938. Edelbrock designs and builds thousands of the finest automotive performance products right here in the USA for both street and track. From their AVS2 carburetors to V6 superchargers, if it's more power you crave, Edelbrock delivers. Let's talk superchargers. Whether it's an application-specific system or a universal fit, their precision-made assemblies come in multiple stages for a wide variety of makes and models. Their V6 superchargers are dyno-tested and ensure the perfect fit and maximum horsepower torque Plus added boost. You'll get huge power gains. I mean huge power gains. Quality construction you can trust and backed by decades of knowledge, Edelbrock is a brand that provides you with proven performance. And I've got a deal for you. This January 2020, you can get 10% off, 10% off if you use the code CARSYEAH at checkout. Just go to edelbrock.com and use CARSYEAH, all one word, at checkout and get 10% off. Tell them Mark at CARSYEAH sent you. That's edelbrock.com, checkout code CARSYEAH for your 10% off. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. You take care of your cars. But who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. All right, Sean, I would love to take a look under the hood with you. You're a guy that isn't afraid to open the hood and get your fingers a little dirty. But I want you to take us to a point in time in your life when you had a real challenge, even a big failure. Walk us through specifically that situation. But more important, what was the learning lesson? And tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career and your business and your life. 
one of like the biggest failures, I guess, that I that I experienced was uh, at a, at a, my old company with uh, with my current business partners. We made a, a really big two and a half meter satellite antenna, like the kind that you would attach to the top of like a large office, um, not even the, the top of your house, like like the huge ones that sometimes people had in the backyard. So imagine one of those, but it's robotic and has like some AI components. So it's looking for the satellite constantly while the um, while the ship's moving around. So it's kind of correcting for waves and correcting for motion and correcting for any like storms and stuff like that. Um, it was really compl- like a complicated thing that um, me and my partners were very proud of. And we tested it in, in New Jersey and after like a lot of uh, R&D and development we got it out on a ship and it was on it was on the ship and it was working well and then it fell off like one of the welds broke and this this huge antenna fell probably 40 feet and luckily no one was underneath it but it could have killed someone it was and my heart sunk like it's never sunk before the ship the whole crew went from absolutely loving us to like wanting us dead um yeah, we're and, throwing your damn your damn thing off the side of the ship yeah <laughs> my gosh yeah it was really like a wake-up moment because i think until that point i definitely had this kind of mantra that like i can do everything myself and i don't trust anyone i want to i want to be able to to have my fingers in every pot and the lesson that i learned after that is really to trust people and to allow people to kind of rise to the occasion. So how I had an engineering team, but it's not, we weren't, I don't know. I kind of was micromanaging, not kind of, I was definitely a micromanager before that. And it made me realize that like when we got back to the office and everyone just pointed their fingers back at me, like who's to blame for this. And it's like, I really had no one else to blame. So when you have other people that are kind of like their own leaders, then you get to be surrounded by leaders and then you get to, to lean on other people and, and leaning on other people makes it so you can stand a lot higher. Yeah. You know, this is a great epiphany that you found out, discovered at a young age. A lot of people don't. And I think it's fantastic. And the fact that you owned up to the problem that you encountered and the challenge that you encountered, I think is absolutely fantastic. So uh, kudos to you for figuring that out and uh, taking it forward in your journey. It's a great story. I appreciate you sharing it. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. Now, I shared this uh, Honda and the Coupe de Ville you had in your life, but maybe those one of those is the very first special vehicle, or maybe there's something else that you have in your life that you went, finally got this thing. What kind of car is it? This The Cadillac was fun because that was the first car. That was my first car, and it was when my dad realized. My, when I got that car, my dad was like crazy proud of me, and he kind of realized that he can have any, have any car he wanted also. And then we went through this whole like period where we were just buying everything that we could. But he always really loved the uh, the seventy Chevelle. Well, that the great thing about the seventy Chevelle is they went up in value like none other. But back in the mid two thousands, you could still buy like some other off brand GMA bodies that were still really cool. So we bought this immaculate blue nineteen sixty nine Le Mans. Uh, that had like the the smallest V8 that you could possibly get in it, but like the body was perfect, and um, it was like a wonderful like that like kind of classic father and son thing where me and my dad got to put like the 
the the Pontiac 455 with the the Edelbrock four barrel carburetor and all the other stuff, and then she got to stroke it out and take it out to the drag strip, and I don't know it, that he still has the car to this day, and it's definitely like the most beautiful car that I think that I've ever had, and definitely like the one that turns the most heads. Very very cool. And shout out to my good sponsors, Edelbrock. Um, they've been uh, supporting me for a while here. I love them. I got to visit their facility last summer when I was shooting an episode of Cars Yeah Television. And I was blown away by that company and how large it was and all the things they do. The Pontiac Le Mans. Now, I have to tell you, that has a little sour taste in my mouth because when I was a little boy in the 60s, my dad and mom wanted to buy something kind of cool and unique. And they bought a Pontiac Le Mans that year, actually. It turned out to be what my dad called a Pontiac Lemon versus Le Mans because it was just the one they got must have been built on a Friday during hunting season because <laughs> it had, for the first year, it was in the shop literally more than it was out. And finally, at the end of the year, my dad said, I'm done. And I uh, got rid of it and bought our second Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser um, hey. I, but I, I still remember how cool I thought that car looked as a little boy. I was only about 10 years old when they got it, but, and my mom loved it. It kind of looked sleek and cool, my dad, but unfortunately we just, you know, we got a lemon, we got a bad one. So kind of, kind of funny story, but I'm glad to hear you had a good experience with the Lama. I think it's great. They're fun cars. Um, let me ask you this, Sean, if you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle. What would Sean be and why? Um, I would say probably Fiero, like an 88 Fiero, like the Fiero GT specifically. I feel like it's a really fun car that was really hated, but actually has like a really fun use case. The one in 88, um, I had one for a little bit. It has really good suspension and has like a good opportunity for like you can put like the, the the supercharged Buick engines in them and then it can become like a really nice little sports car. And it was really kind of like a visionary like car from from America at the time and like a little bit over like overlooked. So I, I, I guess I kind of see myself that way also like. I don't like to be like the Corvette or like the the star of the show the show so much as like the one that's kind of like pushing the limits of what's possible, but like a little bit under the radar. Yeah, I understand. Very cool. Yeah, the Fiero was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it? And mostly that was due to the power plant they decided to put in that vehicle, uh, but oh, certainly yeah, the, the options and they so caused. forth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, the mighty Fiero, as they say. <laughs> well, we are we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Aside from reading a lot, <laughs> um, that's a good habit. Guess, yeah, reading. I guess what I would say is the is the number one thing. Um, but reading and also just it meeting people that are unlike myself. I feel like it's really easy to just get used to only talking to people that are in your like little group of people. Um, like the comfort, uh, I think they call it a, uh, an echo chamber, but I love talking to people that I have completely different life experiences from maybe different viewpoints and maybe different like values and surrounding my, surrounding myself with other people 
and and habitually meeting people, I guess, is how that be, how that's a habit. Like I'm constantly meeting new people that have different worldviews and find and asking them what's important to them and trying to get it what it is. Yeah, no, those are great traits. Uh, reading is so important. I have an area on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, and we're going to ask you for your recommendation in a minute. But your you listeners can go there, and all my guests have been giving great recommendations for awesome library. Automotive-related library. There's also um, great business books in there and uh, thought-provoking books. But I, I think your other comment is even more important, especially in this day and age when we seem to be polarized between opinions and thoughts and so forth. And that gets exaggerated, of course, especially in social media. Remember my son in junior high, and that's a point in time when children really start to get exposed to other children they've never been around because elementary school, you're so protected and Everything's kind of careful. And all of a sudden you go to this school where all these other kids from outer neighborhoods come in and you're like, who are these people? They don't speak the same way that I speak. I remember my son coming home very upset because he got in an argument, which had never happened before. And we were talking about what it was. And I said, well, maybe next time what you should do is don't give your opinion unless someone asks for it. Just start asking better questions and just keep asking questions. And you'll learn a lot. And he was so excited because the next day he came home and he said, Dad, that worked. All I did was ask questions. He said, except at the end, the guy got kind of mad at me. He goes, why do you keep asking me all these questions? Stop asking me questions. And I said, well, that'll carry you through life. And now he's an adult. And it certainly has. He's very good at listening and asking questions. So nice thing to share there. If I could arrange for you to have a meal or a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? Honestly, I this might not be like the most inventive one, but I think it'd be Lee Iacocca. And I don't know. I just feel like he had such a far-reaching like view and power on how the automotive industry as it was it at a whole. So much to the fact that like a lot of how cars look today are kind of based on his visions. And it'd be really interesting to like kind of be able to pick his brain and see what it is that that makes him made him be able to see what other people couldn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love to have had him as a guest here on Cars. Yeah. I uh, would be golden. Uh, what's the best automotive advice you've ever received from someone? Anything can be fixed, How? but just how much are you willing to pay for it? Yeah. Learn to do it yourself. <laughs> That's kind of depressing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, you know, I like the idea that anything can be fixed uh, because a lot of people look at, and, and I think it'll be a great answer for you here. A lot of people look at things and go, oh, it's broken. I want to fix it. I'll just get rid of it and get something new. I mean, I've known people that have sold cars because something broke. Eh, I'm done with this. And it's like, well, why don't you just get it fixed? The car was fine yeah. five minutes ago. Um, That's kind so, of how I feel about it. I like, yeah. having said that, I always kind of bought older used cars that were a little bit less, um, less loved um my favorite one actually of like random cars that i bought was a 1986 chrysler lebaron gts the, with the turbo it was the you one you like the, unique things don't you sean yeah it was <laughs> the one with the cool corinthian leather and that it's Car it spoke to you as you came leather. into the car oh yes yes fine and corinthian leather <laughs> i got it for a 100 bucks and i oh, loved that car i put only like I don't know, $300 worth of parts into it. And it, it ran great for me for like three years. I don't know. I feel like that's something that I guess there, I, I like that quote. Now, the more I think about it, the more I I, I kind of, I think you're right. I, it doesn't have to be depressing. It, I kind of see that as like a. I think it's positive. Yeah. And like a those wonderful. Those wonderful yeah, there you go. And then those wonderful Malays area cars or era cars, I should say, uh, 
quite spectacular in many ways. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it. How about a great resource? Is there a go-to for you? Maybe this is a website, an app you use a lot, uh, a supplier to some kind of great resource that might help our listeners out there? Um, so I've been driving Volkswagens for a while. Um, I've been, I used to drive like a lot of like air-cooled Volkswagens. I had a 69, uh, uh, Carmen Ghia for several years that I regret getting rid of. And I've been driving a, uh, a Mark Ford Volkswagen GTI VR6 for now, like the last eight, um, as my daily. And the Vortex, like www.vwvortex.com is the, on, and all those kinds of online forums. Online forums are just, they were like the best thing to ever happen to me as far as cars go. Cause you can have like the most esoteric car and there's some community around there for it. Um, yeah. it, they're wonderful. Yeah. That and car, they shows, are car shows. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Uh, the forums are wonderful. Always take them with a little grain of salt. You never know where that information is coming from, but I think they're superior. Very, very cool. Uh, how about a book? Is there a book that you've maybe read recently? You think that our listeners should pick up and read this year? I talked about our resource here on the cars. Yeah. Website about, guest recommended books is there one you could share oh absolutely um i just recently read this book by a man named mihai chiksemihai called finding flow the psychology of engagement with everyday life and it's about finding the part finding the parts of your life that have you get into a state that time just slips away and he his postulate is that that's kind of the uh the the best part of the human experience so why not just make your life about maximizing those times? That's great. I've not read that book, and I always try at the beginning of the year to set a goal of at least one book a month. That's probably silly for a widely read person like you, but uh, I find it hard to just relax and sit down and read. I don't know why. I just do. But I'm going to add that to my shopping list. Just go on to Amazon there and click that and get that in a, probably in a few hours when their drone buzzes over and drops it down my <laughs> chimney. So uh, very cool. I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources Sean has shared on his very own Cars Yeah show notes page. Just type Sean Gross, G-R-O-C-E is the spelling of his last name, into that search bar and his page will pop right up. All right, Sean, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question is kind of a cool idea. I'm going to buy you any awesome collector car in the world today. Doesn't matter where it is, who owns it, how much it costs. I'm going to deliver it to you there over there in Brooklyn. But here's the kicker. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or fund your business. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed around here. And it's the only cool collector car you can have in your garage. So what am I buying you today? Uh, okay. So <laughs> Nice thought, huh? I'm going to have a collector car and do a little bit of a modification to it. But No problem. Are, are you familiar with the with the band called The Cars? Oh, yeah. I remember that from my youth. Sure. So they had an album called Heartbeat City. And mm-hmm. it had a 1970 Plymouth Duster with the the lime green and the black hood with the 340 on it. I I would say that car, but just putting a 446 pack in it, and I would drive that every single day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty darn cool. You know, this is great. It it shows a little bit more character about who you are and everything. Uh, I think this is a fantastic choice for you. Uh, perfect, perfect. And uh, my friends at Edelbrock, I'm sure, can supply us with some magnificent parts to make that car go even faster than it did <laughs> back in the day. No doubt. I'll just give them a call and they can set us up with superchargers and manifolds and all sorts of the cool stuff that they sell. Very nice. A 70 Plymouth Duster. And, and I love the color. Lime green. Very cool. 
What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business, Wesa? Yeah, so they can learn about my business at getnightride.com. That's G-E-T-N-I-G-H-T-R-I-D-E.com. Um, you can see some videos of, the, of our product, uh, what we're doing, and get to learn about Wesa. There you go. Getnightride.com. Check this out. This is incredible technology. I love the idea, especially since I've got younger kids. Well, they're not that young anymore, I guess, but, you know, life goes on. But they're out there driving around at night. Uh, it'd be a great thing for your children to have and for you to have. Check out this technology. I think it's going to blow you away. Sean, thank you for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, your wonderful stories, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you, my friend, down the road, even if it's dark. <laughs> I'll see you there. Thank you. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!